Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well uh, this morning. Glad to be able to jump back on. And uh, If you're listening to this, I'm going to dive into the UConn Huskies a little bit here. I, I apologize to Husky Nation and my uh, loyal listeners there for not doing a uh, UConn football chat for a couple weeks now. Uh, just schedule not lining up well with Justin and me traveling to different games and, and such it just didn't work out and got to get back on track with this so especially right now with yes everything it's it's rough 0-4 it's bad like we as fans myself included my myself probably higher than most people um we expected a lot from this team and expectations were too high for this team and I'm going to dive into that uh, quickly here. Um, Coach Moore had uh, some great comments in his uh, in his press conference this week talking about winning six games and then making the jump to seven or eight. Uh, those of you who don't know, I'm a former college head coach, albeit in basketball. Um, but but I can tell you, uh, winning winning early leads to lofty expectations. I remember the first year I had a head coaching job. I took a team that had won four games, and then we won fifteen, no sixteen, sixteen. So a twelve game improvement. 12 win improvement I should say obviously in basketball you play a lot more games than football and and to have a 12 win improvement is astronomical that's like UConn going from one win to six wins I'll equate it to that the following year it is it's next to impossible to then you're obviously not going to win that I, I, I wasn't going to have a 12 win improvement in year two because then that would have meant we would have been like 24 and 1 or whatever. Like that wasn't going to happen. So your expectations can be skewed tremendously. So Coach Mora made, made the comment in his press conference it's very difficult to go from six wins to seven wins and then eight wins. Or like I said, nine wins and a bull victory. I said UConn would go nine and four and have a bull victory this year. In, in hindsight, that that wasn't a very good judgment on my my part, because a, a, as a former head coach, I understand how difficult it is to make that jump. It is extremely difficult to live up to those expectations as a coach and as a program for for many reasons, but. When you look at this UConn team, they got a target on their back. They do. I've, I've talked at length with Justin, and Justin will be back on the show uh, in, in a few in a week or so. Um, this, this coming Sunday, I have the privilege of being joined by my good buddy Pete Kalen again. Pete and I talk almost every day about UConn. I would say every day about UConn football. We have good conversations. Um, he's... He, he he sees things from a great perspective and I'm looking forward to the to uh, to talking with him and getting his perspective on things because he sees things more from the perspective of the coaching side like I do 
So it's going to be, I, I cannot wait to have that conversation with him and for you guys to hear that. But, but going back to what I'm saying here, making the jump from six wins to seven wins or even eight wins is extremely difficult because you have a target on your back as a program. No one's taking you for granted anymore. No one is taking the UConn Husky football team for granted anymore. This isn't an easy, quote-unquote, easy W for teams. We snuck up on people last year. And we and there there is luck in this. Like you do have to get lucky. You do. That's part of it. I'll be the first one to say I got lucky in some of the coaching situations that I was in. I was extremely lucky and privileged to coach the leading scorer in the state of Illinois when I was a high school head coach. I was lucky and privileged when I was a junior college coach to coach. A first team, a two-time first-team All-American in her sophomore year, the National Player of the Year. Yes, you have to recruit those players at the college level, but at the same time, like it's a stroke of luck because that girl that I coached only came to Illinois because she was from Sarasota, Florida, and the only reason she came is because she wanted to see snow for the first time in her life. But I digress with that. You, there, there is luck involved. Like UConn did get a bit lucky when they played Fresno State, and Jake Hayner wasn't playing at quarterback. And Fresno State, don't quote me on this, but they might not have lost a game since then. Or if they have, it's just been one game. I believe they're on an 11-game winning streak, uh, second or third best in the country right now. So there is a stroke of luck luck involved in this. That's part of it. Pete Pete Kalen and I talk about that frequently, about you do have to get lucky. That's part of it. You you do. You have to get the right bounces. The ball has to bounce your way. You got to have certain things happen. There's a stroke of luck involved in this. But, yes, you have to put yourself in the right position as well. You do. And, and UConn was doing that last year. And I'm not saying that they're not doing that right now. I, looking at our schedule right now, NC State and Duke are better than us. I, I think that's very apparent. I don't think anybody would argue that. Georgia State, going into that game, I was very bullish on the fact that we were going to take care of business there. And I know a lot of Husky fans were too. But we found out that Georgia State's a lot better than any of us thought. A lot better. They're undefeated. They just beat Coastal Carolina. They, they trounced them, really, in Conway, South Carolina. That, that's a much better football team than anybody thought. Not making excuses for it at all. The FIU loss, that's a bad loss. That is. We didn't show up in the first half. And it was too little too late. From for to be able to bounce back in that game, the concerns that are going back to yes, we have a target on our back now. We're going to get everybody's best game. The other thing that we need to think about too is we were the most talked about six-win football program in the country this off season. And what I mean by that is, from a conference realignment perspective, we were talked about heavily. And, and I think a lot of teams look at that. A lot of programs look at that and be like, why Why are, are they being considered? And granted, as Husky fans, we all understand why we're considered because our athletic department is superior to so many programs, top to bottom. But when you're looking at it from a football perspective, there's a lot of other programs that look at that and be like, hey, we should be in this conversation too. So you got a target on your back now with that as well. I, that's a real thing. That is a real thing, that there's a target on the Huskies' back because this, these teams want to prove, like, hey, we should be in this conversation too. 
and and I don't want to bring up any more conference realignment talk. We've all been burned out with that. It is what it is. Moving forward, we'll see what happens. But I think those are two real things. Unrealistic expectations, having a target on our back. We got lucky bounces. And I can tell you, as a former head coach, those are real things. And again, I'll go back to the point I was making about it's difficult to make that jump that second year. Like in my case, I won 12 games more my first year as a head coach than the previous team did. Okay, to get 16 wins and then make the jump to 20 in basketball, that's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. And it's difficult for so many reasons because, one, you're now the hunted instead of the hunter, and you got a target on your back because teams are like, hey, we can't just look past them anymore. And it's the same thing with this UConn team right now. Okay, we, we can complain all we want as fans – about some of the things going on. Again, I'm a like I've said a million times. I'm a former head coach. I'm not going to call out coaches that I I don't like doing that because I've been in their shoes. I know how difficult it is, and I think all the keyboard tough guys on Twitter and on message boards and all these other things. Let's see you go, coach. Let's see you go, coach at the highest level like these guys are, and see see how you can do it. I guarantee you, you'll make a million mistakes too. Okay, but at the same time, yes, they got a job to do. They're getting paid a lot of money to do it. They do need to, they do need to do better. They do absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there's a lot of people, a lot of people, saying all kinds of crazy nonsense. But at the same time, could could you do a better job? And okay, be realistic when you say this. Everybody's gonna say, oh, of course I could. Go. Go prove it then. And I understand you're not going to get the opportunity to prove it, but you have to be realistic about this. Yes, our offense is very stagnant. It is. Yes, there's some questionable decision-making, some questionable things going on. But the thing that I look at is you can question the play calling all you want. We can question that till forever. We, we obviously can do that. And it is worth debating to a point. We don't need to go as far as we've gone, though. The one thing I will say is schematically, I don't feel like we're running the correct offense for the personnel we have. We have a top 15 to top 25 offensive line. Christian Haynes every week is in, is the PFF player of the week. He's... He's going to be a high-level draft pick. And we've had other offensive linemen on that list as well. I mean, we have a very talented offensive line. We struggle at center because we get pushed off the ball frequently at that position. We do. And we're trying to run. We have these. We have him pull, or we have our guards pull sometimes. So, um, let me focus on the center. We have him pull as we're running our zone reads and stuff. And we just don't have that type of player that can run that pull. We need to run more off-tackle stuff. And for Victor Rosa's case, that's better for him because it's quicker for him to see the hole, read it, and go. It, it's, it's much better for him. And I, and I believe 
Cam Edwards and Jalen Mitchell would be the same way. They could just quickly react and go off that instead of trying to read these polling players and giving the defense time to react to it. In my opinion, we just do not have that level of players right now. We have certain players who can do it, absolutely. <clears throat> but in my honest opinion, we're running the wrong scheme when it comes to that. And I think that's something you can discuss more than just saying, oh, play calling sucks. Okay, but you could say that for a lot of teams. You could say that for a bunch of NFL teams. Okay, let's look at it and see what we could actually fix to make it better. And I think going off tackle in our running scheme is a much better option with the players that we have. And, yes, it stinks. We've lost two running backs to the transfer portal. I was going to record the other night. I, I found out Devontae Houston was transferring or going to transfer the other night before it was released to the world, and it was unfortunate. it's unfortunate. But I wish him the best. I've had Devontae on the show. He's a fantastic guy. Fans, do not, do not tweet at him criticizing him don't do that don't tweet at players unless it's something positive don't say nothing because it's ridiculous these guys bust their tails for the program and, and, and for the fans they they bust their tails to put out a good product on the field and Devonte worked his tail off he was our starting running back he, he did good things while he was here and I wish him the best, and I and I hope everything's okay in his personal life. I, I I've heard that he's had some loss in the family. Uh, I I just hope everything goes okay with him. I hope he find. I know he'll find a spot. He's a good player. He's a really good young man. Got a really good head on his shoulders. I'm excited to see what he does moving forward. And 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 I do think criticism being made towards the staff with some of these players leaving, I, I do think that there's some warrant in that. I think you do have to question that, like, hey, what's going on with this? But I trust Jim Moore. He'll get it right. He'll get it right. Um, moving forward, what does that look like? Only time will tell, obviously. But I, I, I think we'll see some changes down the road. And by changes, I potentially changes to the staff moving forward but time will tell like i said i'm I, i'm not going to sit there and speculate on what might happen or anything that that that's not my that uh, that's not for me to do that i trust jim mora i know he knows what he's doing and i, I know that there's a lot of complaining or gripes on the nil side of things we do we do have to do a better job with that i mean you you we got. I mean, obviously, that's the name of the game. You have the best players, you're going to win games. The better players that we get, the more games we're going to win. But there was a comment made in, in Coach Morris' press conference that was taken drastically out of context by some media members. First off, media members do a better job. That's ridiculous. That's back-to-back -back weeks where we've seen some garbage that some media members have reported out there that has not even been remotely close to what Coach Morris said. It's absolutely ridiculous. Stop taking things out of context and blowing it up just so you can get clicks and likes on Twitter. It's ridiculous. I, I get a little pissed about this because I've been in the shoes of that head coach. 
Stop misconstruing what we're saying as coaches. Stop doing that. Do better. Be a better reporter. Do your job correctly. Report the facts and report what's being said, actually. Let me get off my soapbox with that real quick. Because I, I do get a little upset about that. Because I've been in those shoes. It is, it's very, very difficult when you got to write a ship. And that's what Coach Moore is obviously trying to do. And he probably had the toughest job in the country when he came in. And yes, maybe they won too much too early. And it created too high of expectations. And like I said when I opened the show, I'll be the first one to stand up and say that I put too high of expectations on this team. I did. I, I should have known better as, as a former coach to sit there and be like, hey, this team's going to go from six wins to nine wins. That, that's really difficult. And I'll be the first one to stand up and say that was my bad. I should not have done that. But we have to understand, guys. These players are still going out busting their tail. I, I, I will say, maybe there's some guys that, that you can question it a little bit. But you got to kind of weed those guys out. And I think that's what's being done. It, it's, it's, a, it's a long process to build this program up to where we want it to be. It's going to take time. It's not just going to happen overnight. So we have, we have to have some sort of patience. And everybody who's going on Twitter and message boards and social media and the like and just saying, season's over. Blow up the program, drop the program. First off, there's not another fan base. Uh, I'll say fan base with air quotes because these people who say we should just dispel, disband the program are clueless, absolutely clueless people. That one probably never played sports in their life, and they don't understand how important sports is to not only as fans but the players playing the game. If, if I didn't have sports, I, I, I could end up, I, pro, I, I, I won't say probably, I would have ended up in jail or dead because I would have been doing stupid stuff. I don't think I'd be here right now if it wasn't for sports. Okay? But since then, yes, I've found my identity in Jesus Christ, and that's where we all need to find our identity. Our identity is found in Jesus Christ, not in sports. And that's where I fell for so long in my life was my identity was as a great athlete. And when that's taken away from you, you go to a really dark place. But thank, thank you, Lord, for saving me and giving me grace and letting me know my identity is found in the Lord. But I, di I digress with that. The people who say that we need to blow up the program and just get rid of it are absolutely clueless. You don't understand the landscape of college sports right now. You have to have football. You have to. Or you will be left by the wayside. And I know UConn fans love, love, love their basketball program. And you should because it's fantastic. But you have to understand, with the landscape of college sports right now, if you do not have a high-level football program, you are going to be left out. Which then means you aren't going to have money. Which then means you're going to lose Coach Hurley to somebody who's going to pay him more money. And I understand he just got an extension, so we got some time. 
These people have to understand. You can't just disband the program. There's not another fan base on the planet that is sitting there saying, disband the program. Get rid of the program. I, I, it, it blows my mind how I go on Twitter and message boards and see this all the time. I don't understand it. Be better. Educate yourself as a fan and realize. Look, and I'm not saying it's right that all the money is being thrown towards football. It's not right. It's the way it is. And you have to adjust to it. You have to. Because if you don't adjust, you will get left behind. If UConn doesn't adjust in this and doesn't put money towards football like they have to do right now, then their entire athletic de- pro- progr- athletic department is going to get left behind 10, 15 years from now. Okay, yeah, you can enjoy the championships in basketball. I'm a basketball, I'm a former basketball guy. You guys all know that. All my listeners know that. I played basketball. I coached basketball. It was my first love. But at the same time, like you have to understand everything is shifting to football. And if we don't put money towards that, 15 years from now, UConn Athletics is going to be a shell of what it used to be. It, it's just a fact. That's what, it's, that's what it's turning out to be. So Coach Moore, with what he's saying, like with NIL and money and all this, it's absolutely a fact. It absolutely is. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. It has to be done. Like Those adjustments have to be made. And they have to be made from the state level all the way down to collectives, NIL collectives and the like. And I know there's a lot of people, or there, I shouldn't say a lot, there's some really, really good people doing the best that they possibly can to to pump money into the athletic programs there there's so there there are some really really good people doing a really good job with that but there need it, it has to be more it has to because if it's not you're going to get left by the wayside and, and and it stinks because I know we're all passionate about this athletic department and the programs and I know how much love there is for basketball. I get it. I get it. Because they've won so much. But if you don't give that love to football right now with the landscape of college sports, basketball, there's not going to be much to love about basketball in 15 years. I know people don't want to hear that, but it's true. So don't sit there and say disband the program like or drop the program down to fcs or whatever like don't you you can't say we we can't do that we have to get rid of that mindset we have to get rid of that mindset and i know that there's so many people out there it's just basketball that's all they think about but you have to learn to you have to learn to understand the landscape of college sports right now and that's what it is there's no other way around it okay we have to learn to understand that as a fan base we have to get behind this team. We have to get behind this program. And I know it's hard when they're 0 4. When they've lost a couple games that they a game or two that they might not that they shouldn't have lost and that they looked bad in the in the in the recent loss. 
but at the same time, you got to get behind this team. You got to support them. You got to. We got to support this team. And I know it's hard when you're losing, <clears throat> and and that's because of people like me who put expectations way too high on this team. Like I said, I'll be the first one to take responsibility of that. I I dropped the ball when it came to that. Okay. We got eight games left this season. We need to focus on the next one. Just take one game at a time. That's all we can do right now. That's all we can do. And that and, and if I was Coach Moore, I, that's the only thing I'd be stressing. We got to go one and zero this week. We got to go one and zero, and we can beat Utah State. Absolutely, Utah State has looked has struggled. They're one and three. Okay, their only win is against an FCS. They put up points. They do that. They air out the ball. They throw it. Our DBs are going to get tested in this game. We got to get home. Our defensive line, and if we blitz some linebackers, they got to get home. We got to get sacks this week. We have to. And it's very doable this week. It's very doable from that perspective of getting home and getting sacks. Like, we can do it against this team because they're going to air it out. They're going to stretch the field. We, we have to be ready for it. And I and I know that our coaches will have our guys ready for it. It's their job to do that, and they will do that. We we have to do. We got, that that's the only way. You have to look at it. Is we have to go one and zero this week. You got to just take one game at a time. You can't look towards. You can't look at it as eight games. Oh, we got to go. We got to win six. We got to go six and two down the stretch here. We can't look at it that way. We have to just say one and zero this week. That's all we can do. And this is a game we can win. We almost beat them last year. We can do it this year. The way we do it, we have to know where number zero, Terrell Vaughn, is. He's got 38 receptions, 347 yards, six touchdowns. Granted, last year against us, he only had one catch, but he's their number one guy this year. He, he, he's, a big, he's, a, he's a good receiver. We got to know where he is. But for us... Okay, we got to get home. We got to get sacks. We got to play good pass defense. We know that. Okay, and then obviously with our running game, we're a run first team. We know that. We got to use our strength as our offensive line. We did a good job running the ball against them last year. Victor Rosa can have a good game against these guys. Cam Edwards, Jalen Mitchell. Jalen Mitchell's got to hold on to the football. We got to win the turnover battle. We just got to focus on the controllables. We got to con- control what we can control. Okay, we gotta we gotta have a better passing game this year or this week. We, I mean, I think everybody knows that. And I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, this guy or that guy. We we just have to do better. Whoever it is, Taquan has to take ownership and and stretch the field. We gotta do it. And and, and I think that we need to run some more RPOs as an offense. But to me, and and I've been there. I'm not faulting Taekwon in this situation. I've had knee surgeries where you, where you really struggle mentally with with can I physically do it? We gotta have the threat of Taekwon keeping the ball and running. He has to give us that threat. And if he's not gonna do it, then we might have to go in another direction. Like I said, I've been there. Mentally, it is so hard coming back from the injury that he's coming back from. I've been there. I've done that. It's hard to do it. But if he can't do it mentally, then we get, then we probably got to go in another direction. We might have to go with the quarterback who won us six games last year. 
and I think that they want to do everything they can to preserve his red shirt. I think that's the way that they're trying to look at this. But but we got to go with what's going to help us win games right now. And, and we'll see what that is. But our running game obviously has to set up the passing game. In the passing game, we have to take shots. We got to. When was the last time we took a shot defensive or offensively on a deep ball? The NC State game? I mean, they, they literally, we have not. Where's Kevin Clarcius been? Like, let's let's give some of these guys an opportunity. Let's 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 go deep. Let's air it out. And, and we got to take advantage of this. We can't just let teams play eight in the box against us. We gotta we we gotta take advantage of it. Okay, and we got to put guys in the right position to be successful. Yeah, we got to catch the ball. Our receivers got to catch the ball. Absolutely, we got to do better with that. And I think we will moving forward. I really do. But as fans, okay, we gotta we gotta support this team. We gotta show up this week. We gotta support them. We gotta cheer them to victory. I'll be cheering from my couch this week. I will be cheering for our guys. To have the best game that they possibly can to go one and zero this week. That's all we can focus on. Go one and zero this week. That's all we can look at right now. We'll worry about the rest of the schedule as it comes. I know I've had some people ask me, "Can can we can we get to bowl eligibility this year?" We can. We got a lot to turn around. That's for sure. We we do. But we just have to focus on one week at a time. Go 1-0 this week. That's all we can focus on. We got to control what we can control. If we do that, we'll put ourselves in the best possible situation to win games. So that's my discussion for this episode. Again, I'm sorry that I haven't been on the past couple weeks. Just lot going on traveling wise and everything with my new work schedule i just haven't had time but as always husky nation i appreciate you guys so much for listening to me uh, it's a privilege to be a part of the husky community and and, the, and I, it, i'm so thankful that the fan base supports what i'm doing with with everything i love and appreciate you guys and let's let's cheer on our team this week Let's cheer them on. Let's let's cheer our guys to victory. Let's not be so negative. We got to be realistic, yes, and we don't have to be fake positive. We got to be realistic with everything. All right. But at the same time, let's cheer our guys on to victory. Let's go one and zero this week. That's all we can focus on. So, again, thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe if you ever listen to the podcast. Get the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Feel free to follow me personally at Coach underscore B Will. Again, looking forward to jumping back on Sunday night with my good friend Pete Kalen. It's going to be a great breakdown on uh, the state of the program and everything's going on. And and hopefully Pete and I can be talking about a UConn Husky victory over Utah State. So again, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, go Huskies and God bless. <laughs>